<laughs> how, how long do you do your, your the, the cooking video? One. For? One? <laughs> then, uh, how is that? How is that? It's very tiring, bro. No, because I realized, okay, then after that, I film. Then, then I realized, what? Filming, right? Because you need 8,001 angles to yeah. film your cooking. So I realized yeah. I had a lot of. Then, you know, the moment you forget to film one side, right? That's it, no. Like, you cannot mm. redo the cooking and, like, refilm the thing. Like, but how, you, how many angles you need to cook? Like, just to show one, right? And only one, on, like, overhead. Mm. But what, what, what's the other angle? What's, what's all the other angles? Is it red colour? Okay. Okay, yeah, it's recording already. Okay, that one also is it. Oh, no, it's recording also. Yeah. <gasps> okay. are, you from, are you familiar with this? What's this? Audition. Or, or Adobe Audition. Oh, I never used Adobe Audition before. Didn't use mainly what? Uh, haha, garage band. Last time before I moved on to Mac, I used Audacity. Oh, that's a free one, right? Ah, yeah. Uh, okay, so welcome to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is so weird. <laughs> like, do I look at you? Do I look somewhere yeah, else? No, Where do why, I that's look? Why, that's why the position is a bit weird because I never ever sit in this position before. Okay, okay, then I, 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 I. Oh no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I think, I think, I think. Tweak with you. I think uh, I just need to get comfortable because this okay. is the first time I'm sitting like this. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so welcome to my podcast. Hi. And we have Lydia today behind the camera. Hi Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> so so what then? Ah, sorry. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself? Like who are you and stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Carissa. I'm what 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 would you like to know about like my job? Oh, uh oh. you can say um where do you, where do you study? I mean, where do you graduate? From? Where do you graduate from? Ah, okay. Yeah, what's your major? Okay. And then maybe where are you working at? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I also want to say, I'm just close. Is that you can say as much as possible, and whatever you're not comfortable with disclosing, you can just don't disclose. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but whatever I regret, you can cut out also, lah. Yeah, I did that for some. But I just try not to lah <laughs> because it's a bit. Anyway, you see the when you watch the video, right? It's a bit weird. Suddenly, just eh, some people watching cut off. Suddenly, halfway. <laughs> then you know it's like edited. But then if you watch, if you hear the video, you hear the audio is only right. You won't, uh, you won't, you cannot hear that there is like some editing. But right, right, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it lah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then mm. I try not to let you cut. Okay. Okay. Um, Carissa, I mm. graduated from SMU. Uh, my degree was in social sciences. Mm. My major was. I majored in sociology and marketing. So I did a double major. Mm. Uh, I graduated in 2018. Yeah, 2018. So mm. now I'm working as a as an ad op specialist at a video advertising company. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you how do you um get into SMU and why do you choose that that two majors actually? <gasps> okay. How did I yeah. get into SMU? Okay, so I chose SMU. Okay lah, my first choice was always something comms mm. slash media related. Comms meaning communication la. Yeah, like communication. So my ideal dream, okay, not dream la. Like I yeah. wanted to get into like WikiWee la. And WikiWee. Oh. Yeah, so it's the communication mm. schools la. Yeah. Yeah, but then like, okay lah, my grade's not good enough. So okay lah, too bad all right. Mm. So um, <laughs> then I got in. So then after that, I applied for a few courses la. Then because I did an arts course yeah. in JC. So naturally, I decided to do something more social science related. Mm. Yeah. So I did um, a social science degree, which was what my grades could get me into also, yeah. practically speaking. Mm. Then I went to SMU because I knew that SMU gives me second major. Mm. Or like SMU is, they, most of people took second major, like you heard from Jia Shen. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, most people in SMU take second major. So I took the second major uh, in marketing because mm. I thought that was like my foot into something media or comms related. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of why. 
I went into <laughs> SMU because like it increases my chances of doing something that I like or I want. Yeah, right? correct. But again, granted, doesn't mean you did that degree or that major means you get a job in that field. Yeah. Yeah. So that was how I maneuvered into. Well, what were your choices like when you when you first applied into SMU? Right. What, what, what were your choices like? Because you say because mm. I remember Sean say that when you do a double major, right, it's mm. the second major is you do it in the second you, say, you declare mm. in the second year, right? Mm, 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 mm. So your so your first major is actually sociology. Oh. Yeah. So I did sociology because um I didn't want to do psych. Right. And I didn't want to do pulse science. And at that point of time, that were the two first majors that SMU offered. La. Right. Yeah. So in a social science degree, I only could choose like that few as a mm. first major. So then after that, I decided to... So the reason why I chose marketing again is because I knew I always wanted to do something yeah. media related, right? Mm. Something within the media industry. But then I was like, okay, like what to do? Yeah. Which major should I go for? Because there's also comms, like mm. corporate comms as a second major in SMU. Oh. Yeah, but corporate comms was very specific. Mm. So I was like, okay, what do we do? Yeah. I think during that time, I had a general idea that I wanted to do a mm. second major. I definitely wanted to declare a second major. But it's not a must, right? It's not a must, but most people at SMU do. La, because I think the way mm. they structure it made it easy, it's easier for mm. you to take a second major. Oh, but yeah. you need to do how many extra modules are there? Depends on how similar your mods are. So for example, if you take like a second degree in a second major in finance, right? Mm. Finance have more different mods from, let's say social science or sociology, right? So some mods you can double count because SMU, they have a, like you have to take seven credits outside of your school. So some you can double count as both a marketing elective as well as a random elective. So it depends Mm. on how you can double count. So if you take two majors that are somewhat similar or you can declare, then you can do that. But normally people take very similar ones or they just take very very different ones. I think it's based on preference. Preference and popularity. So like, I would say a lot of people in SMU took marketing, especially a lot of social science people, they took marketing as a second major. Because I think a lot of people, or rather, okay, like, I cannot speak for a lot of people, right? I speak mm. for myself. So most, I wanted to do something like marketing, comms, business related. So might as well just have that second major since it's not going to like be a lot of extra work. I think I only took sure. like extra six, five, six mods. Extra, oh, which we throughout your entire year, mm. four years. Mm. Oh, that's not a lot. Right? Yeah, that's not a lot. Oh, yeah. So like basically every semester you add one, yeah, one correct. module. Yeah, correct, correct, oh. correct, correct, correct. But like you say, it's, it's very normal like, to take two majors, double majors. Quite common in SMU. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I declared mm. um, marketing again because I still remember, okay, so mm. context, right? Uh, Christian again, mm. same church. Yeah. So <laughs> for everybody not who don't know, but <laughs> yes, now you know. Yeah, so I think before I declared my marketing major, I was I was quite like anxious. I was like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Like how I know it will make a difference, right? Yeah. Like just because you declare a major doesn't mean that you're going to get a job in mm. that field. Mm. And just because you want to get that job in the field doesn't mean that you're going to get it. Yeah. So I was a bit like, okay, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do not do it? Then I think it took me a while. Like, that I prayed about it. I still remember like, uh, I had the assurance after that. Like, um, yeah, it was quite a cute story. It was quite a funny story. I don't know if I told you before. Maybe I no, told you. Like the whole, like it was raining, I think. We were going to Botanic Gardens. Yeah, we were going to Botanic Gardens. It was uh-huh. raining. Then between Botanic Gardens, eh, no, no, what's that place called? Serene Center. Is it Serene Center? Okay. Yeah, between mm. Serene Center and Botanic Gardens, there's a like empty road, right? Like yeah. non-sheltered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So remember, that was the week that I had to declare. Like by then you had to declare. If you don't, then you'll be like, okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, so that was like, okay, uh, 
I was still thinking, I was like, okay, God, how, how, how? Mm. I still remember I was in the MRT. Then I was like, God, it's raining outside. How uh, I know I'm realizing you cross over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so huh? then, okay. yeah. So then after that, uh, I, I prayed about it, like just to make the rain stop. Nothing to do with my major or whatever, right? Okay. Just for the rain. Yeah. Then the next thing I know, I came out and my think Gladys was with me. So one of our other mutual friends. Mm. So she walked out of the MRT. Then she was like, uh, eh, I think stop raining with this. Like, no, it's raining. You can see the rain. Like it's clearly raining. Mm. Then she was like, huh? But we just try lah. Because we were late to go to Serena. So right. we stretched our hands out. Then there was no rain. We like, but we can see the rain, but we felt nothing. What so do you then, mean? I don't understand. You can see the rain, but I don't feel anything. Yeah, I don't feel anything on my hand. So I was like, no, like, dude, we can see the thing, mm. right? We come out the escalator, we still see the rain. Then, but we stretch our hand, we don't feel anything. Then we're like, hey, how? Why don't just walk out there? How just walk out? Okay, la, okay, la, walk, la. The moment we step out and walk, right, suddenly the rain stopped. So we were dried completely Whoa. from the whole... Yeah, and it wasn't like baby rain kind. It was like the quite intense kind. So then after that, the moment we decided to step out there, it stopped raining. Then we walked all the way to Serene. Then we, there, there, there was the moment I was like, <gasps> okay, God, you know, you'll prepare for me, la, you'll take care of me. Sometimes I just need to take a step of faith, right? Like yeah. who knows? So then that's when I decided, okay, you know what? Let's just declare. Then we'll see what happens. Yeah, oh. so I think that was like the definite point for me to decide lah. But I think all the while I had, I had the intention to want to declare marketing and to do something in this area. It's just mm. that that point was like, okay, just do it already. Oh, yeah, it's like okay lor. It's very different from Matthew lah. Matthew one was like the he said he got the he got the peace from God right. He said he pray about it. Then when he clicked oh. the HR button, then he said he got that peace. As compared to he wanted to declare something else. Marketing, I think. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, I think it was marketing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but yours was more of a, a trust, is it? Yeah, like I think it was yeah. knowing that like the assurance of like, just take that step of faith. I will mm. take care for you. Eventually things will be fine. So don't have to go and worry because I'm the kind of person that I won't do something unless I'm very sure that it will lead me to where I want to go. Mm. So throughout the whole in between, which, which I guess is a lesson in life, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like I, I, I want to get to this job. I want to get to this job. I want to make sure that whatever job I change to in the middle, whatever de I declare, whatever internship that I take mm. is a stepping stone to my next. But that is not a guarantee. I think I've come yeah. to realize that it's not guaranteed that just because I take this internship, just because I take this job, mm. doesn't mean that it will bring me to where I want to go. Okay. Yeah, so I think it was more of like a, if at that point of time, God gave me the assurance to take that step, then just mm. go ahead. Lor. So that's why I decided to, okay, just declare. Lah. Then so I declared the marketing major. But were you thinking of other, other majors as well, other than marketing? Uh, yes, there was this other thing called arts culture management. Mm. What was so yeah. uh, arts culture management, I, I didn't go and like find out too in depth, lah, but essentially what it is, is like the job that you get in the future is very like a curator. So you work in a museum, you get to like curate art mm. pieces and things like that and then you can even work in like events so you manage like uh, I don't know performances concerts events things like that lor. Oh, well, that was something that you like also lah. Like yeah I think it was something I considered at that point of time lah. but honestly if you ask me now I would say I think a lot has changed lah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, did you do any internships during your time in SMU? Uh, I would say half my school life I'm doing part time internship. Half so, meaning like one and a half years, sorry, two years. Two years. In a span of, I think, in the four years that around two years, I've always, because in SMU, I think our curriculum is quite chill like, compared to NUS and NTU. Mm. You have like three hours and then after that it's free and easy how you want to work your projects and stuff. Three hours of school, eh? One module is about three hours per week. 
That's the same as NUS, right? no man. But they don't break it down, what, right? So NUS, you have your mod, you have your, what's it called? Your lecture, and then you have your tutorial. Yeah. SMU shrinks everything together into a three-hour block. Oh, it's all in one shot. Correct. So you just oh. take like, let's say I go to school 8.30 to 11.30. Yeah. That's it. Or oh, oh, then after that, you can just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So whatever project meeting you have after that is on time, on target. Mm. The school only holds you for three hours. Okay. In one block. Yeah. So because of that, I had a lot of free time. Mm. So I took, wow. I can't even remember. I feel like you take a lot. I took a lot, eh, my goodness. So which, one, which one was the one was the most like most impactful one? Or the most fun or the most yeah. Oh. Most why why Lydia look so stressed? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking so stressed? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be preparing, she'll be preparing, you know. She like need to write notes no, now. Eh. <laughs> I'll ask you a different question, yeah. See, I thought you already more asked different questions. No, right? I mean like, yeah, let's be like, so, yeah. <laughs> she will go according to the flow. Yeah. Yeah, relax, relax. Yeah. Wow. I look at her like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm asking her a question but then she's thinking about it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you, yeah. Just, just together lah, together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what I was saying? Uh, what, impactful lah. Uh, yeah, or the one that, or the, one, the most, the, the one yes. before you graduate or something like that. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. Okay, why not I go chronologically? Okay, yeah. So no I think the very first one that I had to do was from SMU. Like I think you heard from Jashin. It's mandatory for everyone to do. But oh, they yeah, don't yeah. they don't put it into your curriculum. So you have to find time after that. So that mm. one I actually did an internship at Scantic. Oh. Through okay. Juice. So Juice again for context is our mutual friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I work um marketing over there. La. So mm. I think my understanding of marketing during internship and post internship was quite different. Mm. I think the internships that I went to, I would say is a very specific type of marketing. Because like marketing was like, it's quite a full range, right? I would say mm. most of my um, internship experience were mostly content marketing. What, what, what's the different marketing that you have? Uh, okay, yeah. I guess within marketing, there's a different kind, right? So a lot mm. of people, they when they think of marketing in a job or in a company, they think it's just like, uh, doing fluff things lah. Yeah, y'all fluff something <laughs> out of the product, y'all write something. Yeah. Then like, oh, it's just all about fluffing. Yeah, correct. I also think that way. Right, it's <laughs> just how you make things look good, how yeah. you make things sound nice, all that. Yeah. yeah, so I think, I would say most of my internship is something like that. So basically telling a story lah. Mm. So I think in Scantic, I did um a bit of branding work for them mm. so the on and off like the daily thing so they I think during then they were shifting to e-commerce they, are, they want to launch their e-commerce website oh. this was when sorry this was 2016 I oh, think okay. 16 yeah 2016 mm. so then they wanted to launch their e-commerce website and um, they sent me to for Google AdWords class mm. so that's when there's another part of marketing that that in there's in within the marketing job scope which is advertising, right? Yeah. So people always confuse advertising, marketing, comms, like they all just sound the same thing. It's just fluff. It's all <laughs> the like, same. Way. It's all the same thing with advertising and marketing. No, it's very different. It's oh. very, very different. Okay, so marketing is basically how you market and sell a product, right? Yeah. So within how you sell a the product, there's a lot of things. There's price, yeah. there's promotion. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, wait, there's still two, there's four pieces of marketing, I forgot already. Oh, I did, there's yeah. marketing, promotion, eh, there's price, promotion, placement. Placement. And... Product. Product, correct. Ah, there's the marketing 101, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, price, basically, it's this four, right? So, yeah. advertisement falls under promotion. 
Oh, advertising okay, falls okay. under promotion. So advertisement is part of marketing. Yes, not, okay, correct, like technically. Another. Yeah, okay, so okay. when a company talks about how they want to market a product, they, oh. is, they look at these whole four things, right? Mm. So um, the product will be the product development and stuff like that. Yeah. Then what the market wants, how should they tweak their product to fit the needs of the market and the mm. wants and things like that. Then you have your price, la, how you price certain things yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, placement will be where you position your products mm. so could be the channels and things like that or like how how you even position your product like what is the whole positioning la, of where you want to stand in the market and things like that but so, you, learn, sorry, you learn all this during the google ad class or what no i learned this in school oh. <laughs> so how did the google ad class kind the of google work? ad yeah. class was um uh, adwords so basically it was yeah. a course that helps you maximize your ever how do you maximize how do you create ads on google using mm. the Google platform. So like, you know, and that one was specifically for search. So I think we were optimizing like, um, so like for example, someone searched like a chair. Okay. So how do you ensure that when you place advertisements that when you mm. search, right, you know, like in your Google interface, there's always the top few that they'll have the word ads next to it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, those are paid ads law. So that mm. itself in the advertisement. So that's what people are paying for. So I think I went for that and they kind of thought you like, okay, how to maximize? Mm. How does that work? And things like that. So that is part of advertisement. Law. So I think that was something that I learned mm. out of the whole rather than just, oh, it's telling a story, uh, doing a poster, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like people always think it's just writing a poster putting the poster out yeah. there and be like oh stale <laughs> yeah True. so I think that's kind of what I learned from mm. um, the AdWords law and then here and there I I, work, I interned after that I interned in um, where did I go next oh there was a period of time I was very into video editing Oh, so I really wanted to do video yeah, yeah. right you also write your vlog <laughs> no <laughs> look what at that, that? What that? <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was very into video editing so that's when I did freelance video editing okay. so I joined this it was like a fashion slash lifestyle editorial website mm. so they their main business model is creating advertorials so paid mm. content. Um, there will be a brand that come to them and say like, oh, I would like to, can you do a piece? It's like magazine, but online magazine. So can you do a piece about like, let's say this new line of makeup. Um, mm. Can you find the people to tell the story that's linked to this brand and we just want to like product placement basically. Yeah. So I worked with this website mm. and what I did was I edited their videos. I, I did a bit of their newsletter also. Mm. So um, I was part of the whole like production process. La. So I filmed, mm. I edited I storyboarded and the whole process. So I think that's more of content, more branding also. Mm. Yeah, so that's like the content branding part. So I think that was quite exciting because I think that was my first step into a bit of like the fashion world also. So we we went to quite a few like press press conferences or like press releases also. Mm. So like they have, um, let's say they launch a new line. So we worked with luxury products actually. Oh. So that was quite fun. Like. I think that was quite like mm. eye-opening. So I just went around with my boss. So we just went to different launches where they had new line mm. of, let's say, um, a new line of luxury bag or something. Like. So we, I think we went to, I think when Victoria Beckham had a new launch of her makeup line, I think we participated in that also. And I think... Uh, there were a few la, so like Intercontinental that was another brand that we worked with also the okay. hotel when they yeah. launched, their, launched their hotel mm. and I think the whole website was very focused about empowering women oh. yeah and how women um can come into play la. so that was like the whole branding of their website so they always had a strong woman to tell the story of the brand and how the brand um how it falls in line with their philosophy la, I guess and tell a story for the brand so then I think we worked a bit with um, I think the boss of Love Bonito. 
Oh, the yeah. oh, that's a very popular one now, right? Yeah, so I see all the all everywhere. Yeah, mm. so the, I think it was quite interesting. Like we managed to film with her, and then we also filmed. Oh, the founder with, itself. Mm, so she was featured in one of the videos, lah. Oh, this yeah. was when this was this was back in twenty what twenty seventeen. Seventeen around seventeen, oh, I think. This is this is that's where they kind of started, right? Mm, they kind of like, when they starting to take off, I think yeah, they yeah, were yeah. doing quite well, like locally. It was like quite a good brand, lah. Oh, so yeah. they actually pay you to actually like help them to. No, they were actually our. Okay, so she was our talent. So oh. meaning she was featured in the video and we told the story for the client was actually intercontinental. Oh, okay, okay. So she is basically like the face of the, mm, of the video. Okay. Correct, correct. So she, the whole storyline was she was just talking about how she resonates with the idea of rest, what it means to find rest. And I guess that was like in line with the whole story that Intercontinental was trying to tell. Mm. Like having a restful vacation and to have me time and things like that. Mm. Yeah, so I think that was quite interesting because I met, I get to meet a lot of different people within the industry also. I feel mm. like, you know, your influencer things. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was quite exciting. Like it was new la, for me at that yeah. time. I was like, okay, that's fun. So I think that was checked off the box also. Now, how, how long was this internship? Like how long was each, like the one at Scantic and the one at this one? Scantic was about four months. That's almost a, a whole semester. Uh, right. yeah. I think I did it during summer during the oh, summer intern, okay, okay. and then I eat in a little bit before or after mm. yeah then after that I did the the fashion editorial one was I did it part time internship so I think I did about two months and then after that I think the boss was really nice mm. she, she's really sweet so after that she still kept me on like whenever she has a video she wants to shoot on and off she'll call me even though I don't like go to the office all the time I don't work for her but it's, it's like a project basis law. so whenever she needs mm. um, like video editing so just call me on and then we'll just like work on something together law. so I think yeah I think that was quite cool I, I can't remember how long that was but that was like project based on and off mm. But yeah. this was a, a very big company, is it? Or like a, a small team? Mm, right? They're quite a small team. They're quite a lean company, I would say. Mm, like a startup. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it's quite interesting. I quite enjoyed that. So that was quite fun. Yeah. But were you in charge also of the, of the videoing or just the editing part? The whole thing. The whole thing. So I shoot, mm. I, I cut, and then of course my boss will give me direction. Like, okay, I, I, I don't really like this one. I don't really like that one. Can we do this? Can we do that? But like basically I shoot, I cut, I edit the post, the pre- the whole process lah. Then I think I think that's something that a lot of freelancers don't know. And I think yeah. as myself also, it's something that I came out, I realized whatever you charge people is how much you value yourself. Yeah. So during that point, you know, you pie say, then yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to charge. Then I realize, wow, no, no, no. Like <laughs> everything must be said in black and white. It's not as yeah. easy as like, oh, can you help me? And then just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even though you can be friends, you can be nice. Mm. This must be like, then I realized, okay, certain things I must set, like um, you only get three revisions. Yeah. So correct. anything other than that, you always add on an extra fee. And I think that was something that I didn't know at that point of time. So can I ask like, how much you, you asked her to pay? <laughs> like, how much was it? It was like, I think a two and a half minute long video. Yeah. Uh, 350. Three, two and a half. How long do you shoot though? Like, how, what, what was that? Like, how many days do you shoot? Like, oh, it was a one day hours? shoot, okay. uh, about four hours shoot. And on top of that, I think the total editing hours was about like, four hours or so. So it was... What's like a whole day? La? It was quite a long... Yeah, it was quite a long process. And plus, usually this kind of thing, people can charge up to thousand, two thousands. Oh. 
Yeah, so after that, I realized what the market rate was like, okay, yeah. granted that I'm not professional. So yeah. like from there, you have to discount a bit, right? Yeah. But if you realize someone likes what you do, then as a freelancer, you have the right to say, okay, this is what I'm offering. Yeah. And I think that was something that I learned, like, which is why I think after all these, right? Okay, so then maybe this is a good segue into yeah. my next internship, mm. which was essentially, uh, I worked at um, a chocolate production Chocolate producer. So they chocolate are cho producer. chocolate manufacturers. Okay. So I worked and I, I interned under their corporate comms arm. Mm. Yeah. So um, I did video editing again, but this was for internal comms because this is a super huge MNC. Okay. So they have a lot of budget for like um, internal comms and things like that. Mm. So for that, they kind of, um, they produce a lot of video just for internal communications. Yeah, but what, what's, what's this? What's this okay, if I can ask, like, mm. what's this video for like, internally? Like, mm. I mean, how are you supposed to do? Like? Uh, it could be uh, something that maybe the HR team initiated. It could be something like a launch of a new product that they want to communicate internally. Or it could be oh. just like they want to introduce a new head of the department or things like that. And then what they want to do interviews. One, uh? Yeah. Then they do interviews with the, like, the head on it. Wow. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. They have different people like it's, it's quite like intense, I feel, for yeah. internal communications. Exactly. I thought it's like just an email or like a... Yeah. yeah. It was like a whole shoot. Eh. Like the whole setup was even more intense than this. It's like three cameras, like 8,001 lights. And then like... What was the budget, man? I, <laughs> it was, it, I don't know, la, but it, I thought it was really quite professional. And I feel like maybe because they're MNC and like the communications, I think it's across is global la. so oh, I think they will want yeah. to invest maybe that's why yeah because I think part mm. of it involves like that's why I say difference in marketing also got a bit of comms because it involves a bit of like corporate branding yeah and there's a bit of like employee branding involved mm. also so I guess that's kind of where and then like it crossed over a bit with HR also sometimes mm. so I think that was why they wanted to invest in that law oh yeah so that was a part-time internship I did that while I was working uh, while I was schooling I think that was only two months not very long how do you get all this part-time internship? Man? It's, it's so easy. It sounds like it's very easy to, to get a part-time internship. Uh, where, do you sign, where do you go and find this kind of part-time internship? Some I do online. So like, you know, last time when it was, when Instagram was not like, when Instagram, okay, I think maybe they still do it now. Like, they do mm. hiring calls on Instagram. So like smaller um, SMEs or like are? startups, they would like, and I think especially if you want to look at fashion or influencer, you know, these kind of people, mm. they would like put on a random post on Instagram and say like, oh, we're hiring, you all come, you know, that kind. Oh. And then you just respond to one of those like Insta stories or Instagram posts. So that was, I, I, yeah. I always thought that was like some, some scam or something. Huh? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. I, go, I also thought it was scam before. Yeah, got one I saw, right? Like, I think they were hiring salespeople, sales slash marketing for some sports brand. Yeah, they, they, So I was like, mm. then I clicked, then it's legit. Yeah. They linked to like some official like company website. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Yeah. But the rest, honestly, is connections. Oh, true. The rest were connections. Oh. Yeah. So oh, even the chocolate fun. manufacturer, um, someone from church also. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so... Okay. So now you're still doing, so now you're moving on to like, after the internship, the chocolate factory one. Mm. And this is another one, is it? Chocolate factory was the last internship that I did. Right before you graduate. Think, right before I graduate. Yeah, I think in between from the chocolate to previously, I think in between I had like, uh, I think I worked with, on and off with my previous boss law, the, the fashion one, oh. to do some freelance projects. So after that, I was like, okay, so I, I think this is where my, threshold was it I was like okay I'm done I mm. don't want to do content already it's too tiring and you know it's I enjoy doing these things when there's no pressure mm -hmm. but suddenly when there's like uh, it's my job it becomes very tiring 
there's an expectation to yeah. tell stories and to create things on the go, on the fly. Mm. And I think as much as I enjoy it, it becomes very pressurizing for me to be that kind of person all the time. Mm. And I think through my past experience, I felt a bit like, it doesn't pay. <laughs> doesn't pay? I say it doesn't pay very well. You can, if you have your own production company, but I, I think at that point of time, I was like, wow, I, I don't think I want to do this kind of creative work. Like mm. the actual editing. Because my last few industries were all like that. Ma. It was yeah. very content heavy kind of work. And it was when I decided maybe not, you mm-hmm. know, like it's it's quite tiring and like, I don't have the credentials of let's say like a NAFA or LaSalle student would have because they mm. literally train or like ADM, Art Design Media in NTU, right? Mm. They literally work on these like Premiere Pro, all your different things. Yeah. They like, they operate, they, like their degree is literally this, right? Yeah. So, and they actually have hands-on experience in it and what I have is just from what I get an internship, which is not too bad too. Yeah. But I think I concluded that, uh, I wouldn't want to do this in the long run. Lah. Like I don't want to mm. do creative work. I feel that it's a bit, um, it's a bit, it takes a toll on me because I enjoy it. But then what I enjoy now suddenly becomes an expectation. Mm. And if I don't deliver to a certain standard, right? It's like, yeah, then I'll feel very uncomfortable. It's like people will have to tell me what I like and what I think is right or wrong. Mm. Yeah. So I, I didn't really want that. Lah. So that's when I moved. Oops, sorry, but, but, but were there any, uh, were there, were there any content that you created, right? That didn't meet the ex- expectations? That made you feel that way? That you feel like it's, a, it's like a toll on you? A bit. I think most of the time is because- Most of the time? Yeah. Because people always have feedback about what you do, correct? Yeah. No one's going to be like, this is this is fantastic. Yeah. But the problem is by the time I give them, because I'm quite a perfectionist. Mm. So by the time I give them, I'll be already, be, I will have revised it at least 8 million times already. So if I pass to you and then you revise it furthermore, yeah. I'll be like, wow, I see this thing at least like, a gazillion times already. Like I'm quite done looking at it already. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's when I'm like, okay, creative work is not for me. Okay. Like I enjoy it, but probably not what I want to go into. La. So what's the, what's the maximum number of revisions have you ever done for like one video? Like the most? <laughs> I cannot count. I really, I honestly don't know. Like I never count it. Cause it's, it's insane one eh. Like they'll be like, okay, this part I want to remove. This part can we change? This one, the sound. And then sometimes, right? You don't have a choice. Like yeah. the content that I recorded is just not good, what, correct? Yeah. So how am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do about this? Like I'm just the editor. What I can do is enhance or like change the cut. Then you expect yeah. me to do magic. Like bro. Yeah, the person cannot talk, right? She sounds bad. It's not my fault, right? She yeah. just sounds bad. Like you record something wrongly, the lighting is not good. The lighting's not good. I only can color correct that much, what, yeah. right? So like, I guess it's that expectation law and I guess that's what happens when you work for a client and that you're a freelancer. People always have that kind of expectation on you that like, oh, I pay you so much so you need to deliver to this standard. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I didn't want something that I enjoy to have that kind of pressure. Oh. Yeah. So, so I rather keep this for myself mm. to create my own content at my own time and pace. So now do you still create any content? Like- During circuit breaker, I did. What kind of content you create? <laughs> I, think, I think I did a cooking video. So I started, oh. I started cooking. So I was like, ooh, fun. Then you know, like you always have lofty dreams. Like, wow, maybe we start a YouTube account, we can start monetizing. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm in video advertising now, right? So mm. I know a lot more about like how video advertisements work and okay. like what is the amount that you can actually earn and all these kind of things. So I, I did that lah. Then mm. so I started like, oh, maybe we can like do a schedule, you know, then we can upload regularly, you know? So I, just, like, I feel like doing this podcast regularly, it takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, I, that's why I, I kind of, uh, I take it week by week. Actually, I, when I first started, right, mm. I was quite 
scared to do it. So mm. I told myself, I just do it week by week. Mm. And then, uh, I just tell myself, okay, I don't put myself like so much pressure on like, mm. trying to get people like what, like next six months. Like mm. I just say, okay, uh, this week I call, I ask this person. Next mm. week I ask this person. Next week I ask this person. Mm. Yeah. So I think they kind of like get the ball rolling. Yeah. Because yeah. it's tough like, actually. Like I, uh, I, I, hold, yeah. I held myself to ex- that expectation. Yeah. And then I realized like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. So how, how long do you do your, your that, that cooking video? One. For? One? <laughs> how is that? How is that? <laughs> it's very tiring bro. No, because I realised, okay, then after that I film lah. Then I realised what, filming right? Because you need 8,001 angles to yeah. film your cooking. So I realised yeah. I had a lot of, then you know, the moment you forget to film one side, right? That's it, you know. Like you cannot mm. redo the cooking and like refilm the thing. Like, but how you? How many angles you need to cook? Like just to show one, right? And only one on like overhead. Mm. But how, what, you, what's the other? Angle? What's, what's all the other angles? So, like when you cut, you need the camera to be somewhere. Then when you throw in, you need to show the thing throwing in. Then when you turn on the fire, you want mm. to show that your hand turning the fire. Oh, also, you do right? the very very professional one, uh, like the water. That's why I say I hold. Ah, correct. <laughs> That's why I say I hold myself to a certain standard. Because to oh. me, it's like if it's not good, then why won't put it out, right? Like true la. Even though nobody watch la, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I feel like okay, maybe I feel like at the start, right? You should not say. Okay, I won't say you should la, But mm. I think I I feel like um people should. Um, kind of set themselves like some kind of a lower standard first. Yeah. Because you only have a limited amount of, I mean, unless you are super rich, you can buy a thousand cameras and Correct. hire a thousand people. Yeah, but if, let's say you are just one camera, one person, you kind of have to manage your expectations. I mean, yeah. look at this. And we are on huh? episode number what now? I don't know, eight. Uh. See? Eight or nine, yeah, eight. It's hard, yeah. like content, okay. La, but I, like, I, I, I kind of limited everything. Right? I didn't buy the most expensive mic. I didn't buy true. the most expensive everything. Yeah, true, the camera true, true. is also some eight hundred dollar thing. I got it like a few years back, and I just put everything <laughs> together, and then yeah, yeah, there, there, Not bad, right? Like yeah, yeah. But people asking me about can we do three people like three three mics and stuff? I say oh, I I don't have the, the money to buy that. Mm. Yeah, because I think Lydia asked me just now. Like, can we do like three people? I say mm. oh, I, I don't have the mic, so. <laughs> Unless you start monetizing, uh. so when yeah. you start monetizing, then you invest, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know how to get how, I don't know how to get this monetized. Quite hard. Podcast monetizing is yeah. quite hard. Yeah. So I just do it for the see how it goes first, lah. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I just see how it goes. <laughs> it's nice though. Like it's interesting, like, I guess. Mm. So that's why I couldn't. I, I feel like my hobby, right? I like to do it in my time. I don't want it to become my job. Because oh. there comes a point where you need, like you know, so long as a job, there are expectations. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done. So I think that's where the switch was me was for well, the switch was for me mm. when I decided to move into my full time job. Mm. Yeah, like I'm like I'm nope. I'm not gonna apply to any more like content related or like creative related mm. work. Yeah. So how how do you end up at your current current job now? Yeah. Uh. So remember I told you that I was quite like video obsessed. Yeah. So I always wanted to do something video related. Mm. So when um, a job opened up in a video advertising company, mm. it was like a marketing, it started off as a marketing internship role, I think. Internship role? Yeah. It's not a full-time role? No. they oh. Okay, they advertise it as a full-time internship. 
Okay. Then, okay, okay. then after that, uh, I think when I wrote it, I say, "Hey, actually, I'm a grad. Is there any mm. way that you can convert this?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, can." So then, not immediately, ah. No lah. After oh. few months of interview, lah. <laughs> basically, after. after okay, can. Okay. Like, oh, so good. Ah, wow. Also, once here, but it was like a marketing coordinator for a video advertising platform, mm. lah. So right. they are they they have their own platform. They create videos with it. So I applied for that. Yeah, mm. I, I honestly think that is also like. I okay. I I really think that got opened up this window also lah because mm. that was I applied for a lot of jobs, but mm. this was the only one that got back to me. Mm. How many? How many? Can I ask how many? How many you apply? Or, or it, yeah, how many did you a apply? Lot, and yeah. Was it all just in that specific sector and that specific role? It was all marketing roles. Okay, marketing and comms roles. Mm. Yeah, so I think I did that. Uh, yeah, but I took a like six month break. Six months break from what? From work, because uh, I've been doing internship like forever. Yeah. After I graduated, right? So after I graduated, I did I took a six month period of not doing anything, oh. and then just like I didn't even like actively apply. I think I only started actively applying in June. You graduated in uh, August, uh, right? Graduate in August lah, but I finished school in April. Oh, mm. two months only, right? April, May, June. Yeah, but I only started work in October. Oh, okay, that's a six months, okay. <laughs> yeah, I started like okay, October. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think that was like, yeah, so I decided to apply. So this was kind of like the only role, the mm. only, in fact, I, I only got offered in like, I think September. Oh, but you, when, when did you get and the first interview? this was the interview? only role that, off, that off offered me. Yeah, oh. so I was like, okay, let's take it. It's video, is what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's marketing. Sounds like aligned with what I want. Yeah. And like, I believe that if God opened this only one, then I'm, by, again, by faith, I just go lah. Mm. Yeah, so um, I think I prayed about it. I felt the peace. I was like, okay, let's do it. Mm. So um, my role has since transitioned three times. <laughs> so yeah. I've only in, in my current company, I think, Two years, seventh month, seven months. They never change company, like, just always no, this company. It's the same company. But okay. my role has drastically evolved in the last three months. So what was uh, the, in the last three years, sorry. How do you also. how do you start? What was the start like? The start was marketing coordinator. Mm. So my main role involved like uh okay, so this is a video hosting platform, right? So mm. we can curate the content that's on um the platform. So mm. my main KPI was to uh increase the number of views on the platform. Mm. Yeah, okay. so the it's similar to YouTube, but we yeah. don't have UGC content. So okay. meaning we don't have user-generated yeah. content. Not everyone and anyone can create an account. You have to be like a publisher or a... a famous person. Uh, yeah, you must have credentials. Oh, Basically, okay. you must have owned your own company. You must be a media company. You cannot just be like, oh, I'm Maurice. Uh, oh. I would like to create an account <laughs> called Overtime with Maurice. <laughs> yeah, oh. and we don't monetize UGC content. We only monetize like publishers, partners, mm. be partners, like, that's what we call them. So okay. yeah, so I think I started out my main KPI, I think for about a year, uh, that was what I did. We tried to promote our partners content. Also. So for example, um, one of our publishers that we work with mm. is JYP. So oh, the Korean entertainment company, like JYP Entertainment, they got like twice. Uh, it's not BTS, I don't know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> la, it's not BTS, <laughs> la, it's not BTS. But yeah, it's the Korean... Eh, uh, they used, you, they, okay. you know Wonder Girls used to be under them? Okay, uh, la, maybe. I assume you know. that I know. La. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's Wonder just Girls, assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah okay, Wonder okay. Girls, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that one, all, then we would do like giveaways. So okay. we'll work with them to kind of increase um their viewership and mm. drive different campaigns to increase their views on our platforms. So for one year, we kind mm. of did that. So we choose what content to create. So we take care of uh, 14 markets across APEC. 
So 14 homepages, we work with local publishers. So across, not just in Singapore. I think Singapore is one of our smaller markets. Yeah. So we work with Korea, Indonesia, Malaysia, mm. Hong Kong, Taiwan, yeah, Thailand. So I think that's kind of where. So I would just organize the homepage. Um, so we have an app also so you have to send out push notifications when do new oh. videos come out like what kind of content we want to drive in, what kind of campaigns will we do what channels do we use to push this kind of content so that was like the B2C part of my role mm. and then there was also the B2B part where I created like press releases for mm. uh, let's say let's say now, now we work with a new publisher yeah. a new like broadcast mm. a broadcaster then we'll have to announce um, write a press release like oh we have partnered with this broadcaster blah 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 you know things like that to oh. announce these partnerships lah. Mm. so yeah which is again in the end to equip or rather to reach the angle of um, having advertisers want to buy ads on our Very space oh. yeah but so, I, I don't know if I can ask you this question eh, mm. but because you see you partner with a lot of Korean like uh, group and stuff, right? Mm. A lot of famous groups. Mm. And so why would they choose your platform over say another yeah, yeah. What a great question. <laughs> over YouTube, yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. great question. <laughs> that's not, that's not, I don't know if yes. I can ask you about it. You can, you can. Oh, okay, I think okay. that is the biggest question that everyone is yeah. asking in this advertising <laughs> industry. Because to be very fair in advertising, if you're not Google, if you're not Facebook, you're basically nobody. Yeah. Right. Especially video, I mean, YouTube, I mean. This exactly, like, yeah. like how, yeah. right? So I think the key thing, which is something that I feel like I've learned joining this, mm. and I think it, I appreciate it a lot more than yeah. fluff or mm. like storytelling. Yeah. So is that um, Google, okay, I, I, I can say this because it's everywhere. There are a lot of articles that mm. are like saying it. Also. Google is essentially a black box. A black box? Yes. What's a black box? So Google has their own platform, right? Um, yeah. They have ad... So they have search ads. They have video ads. They have display ads. Okay. They have every kind of ads, correct? Mm. And they serve ads from the same platform, um, from DV360 for videos. <coughs> Excuse mm. me, and things like that. So <coughs> these platforms are black boxes because there's no third-party measurements to show mm. whether or not what they are saying and reporting is actually accurate. Obviously, there's no one that's auditing, so auditing on the outside. Correct. On this. Oh. Correct. They are black box. Okay. So, whatever they give publishers and they say, oh, you got uh, 2 million views. Out of 2 million, um, 20% are fraudulent views. So, I will not pay you for that. You got no way of mm. saying whether or not what they say is true. Or oh, you cannot discredit them, basically. No. And you cannot fight oh. for it. So, they'll be just like, it's like that, lor. Yeah, there's a lot of <clears throat> lack of transparency. Oh, la. okay. Yeah, so in, in Facebook, in Google, it's like that. So they are called the walk gardens. Like it's the walk garden environment where mm. they, basically they monopolize the whole thing, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's why a lot of smaller publishers prefer not to work with them. Oh, Because okay. number one, transparency. But mm. then if they want scale, then who cares, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the first point. And I think another point is also, um, YouTube has this thing called YouTube for Publishers. So they pay YouTube publishers differently compared to um, like the regular monetizing on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Is they embed the YouTube player on their website. Wait, I don't get it. So different publishers mm. will be paid differently. Mm, no. Like what, I mean, There's a yeah. percentage cut. I cannot remember the cut exactly. La. But oh. um, so it's a free video player. It's a free player. But let's say now I go to like, uh, for example, uh, I don't know, cosmopolitan.com, yeah. right? So a lot of these websites now, they have videos on these websites. Yeah. So what player do they use? Most of the time, YouTube, correct? Yeah. 
But if they were to use the regular YouTube one, right? Unless yeah. the traffic, the views they take from YouTube.com, yeah. the money, the revenue goes back to YouTube.com and whoever the publisher is, right? Yeah. But then they have this thing called publisher where they can embed the video mm-hmm. on their website so that traffic on their website, they also can monetize. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And also, you know how YouTube is... So if I embed the YouTube video, technically, YouTube is the only one that has the right to monetize my video, right? Yeah. So what if I have my own advertisers that want to use my videos yeah. and put ads? Correct. I got no choice. I have to give YouTube a cut. Oh, right? so it's always... They always have to take a cut from some from whatever correct. position you're, you're trying to go from. Correct, correct. So I don't oh. know the details of it, but I know the difference between like the main difference in our player. So mm. there's a lot of video players that you know that embed. So like, for example, uh, Adobe Flash player is one, right? Oh, so that's, just, oh, that's what all the embed thing is for. Uh. Mm. Oh, I always mm. thought it was like, just there for some <laughs> <laughs> computer science reason or someone, some like, oh, okay, now I understand why. Yeah, okay. then you have like JW player and things like that. So all mm. these players, so these players actually cost a lot for publishers. So they have an annual fee mm. where they have to pay a bunch yeah. just for them to put onto their website. And then on top of that, like I don't know if I can make revenue just by using your player, right? Yeah. So our player is free for publishers. So you don't need to pay a fee mm. when you embed our video. But you get a, a cut of the revenue if there are ads. Oh, then, then how do you? Then how, I mean, I understand why you mm. do that because you earn money, lah. Then how? Mm. Then like, how? How do you guys earn money? Revenue share, lor. Oh. Mm. But you won't be earning as much as YouTube, mm. lah. Correct. So that's Correct. where the, the difference comes in <clears throat> between yeah. your okay. But no. in terms of the exposure wise, um, I, I would say YouTube is a is a more. I don't. I don't know. Like, look. I don't know if I look down at your company or anything. No, go ahead. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's a, no, it's it's a fact, right? It's a fact that if you're not YouTube, you don't have the skill. Yeah. So then, what else do you have? You have niche audiences, lor. Yeah. So what we do is we and and a lot of ads. Not all ads are open inverted compliant on YouTube. Okay. So I'm not saying that we do illegal things. I'm saying we have a lot more specific targeting that is quite niche to a certain group or certain audiences. Yeah. So okay. that's because they are they are not what they don't have is interactivity. What we have is um we allow third party ads to come in. So you know, like for example, um your sick bar, we can customize the sick bar to be for example, um let's say you're a car. Yeah. You want to do a car ad, yeah. right? Your sick bar can be your car brand model. Why sick bar? The, you know the thing at the bottom, like how far your video goes oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sick bar. Lo. Oh, you can customize that to mm. whatever. Oh. Mm. And then like you can even do like uh <clears throat> um Video ad selector. So let's say um, mm. the ad is like, uh, I want to showcase four different types of products. So I can click the different shades. Let's say it's a lipstick. I yeah. can click four different shades of lipstick. Like the ad itself is interactive. Oh, so you can actually- Click like, and click. change the ads. Oh. Yeah. But what I want to ask also is like, mm. are the number of ads on your platform, is it mm. very similar to YouTube? Because like YouTube nowadays, right, when I watch a video, it's like, halfway I watch a video, there's <laughs> an ad. There's an ad again. Yes, Is it yes, very similar yes. to, to, to your- the company stuff. So that's the thing about YouTube also. There's no yeah. transparency in that, right? So you can, I've heard of people who say they cannot control like how many ads they are being put. Like YouTube can suddenly change this into yeah. a double preview and like spoil the entire experience. Yeah. Yeah. So YouTube, you can decide when you want to put the ads on YouTube. Mm. So for us, we can do the same also. You can decide when you want the thing start and whatever. You can even adjust the skip. Oh. So let's say you want to do like 15 second skip or 30 second non-skip. It, it's yeah. up to you. So basically, the it's <laughs> customization law. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's quite. 
I, I feel like, yeah, I think your company is, I feel, I feel it's more targeting B2B, is it? Yes. More B2B. Correct. Than we are B2B. More B2C. Yes. And I yeah. think that's where my role shifted. So after my mm. first year of doing like content, right? Mm. So the second year, the sales team needed someone to do sales marketing, basically mm. to sell the platform and to get advertisers on board, right? Yeah. So that's why I know all these things now because oh. that's when my role shifted and I needed to sell our platform to advertisers. Mm. So then our entire strategy changed to target more B2B. So instead of trying to grow views on the platform itself, we grow views by having publishers embed our video on their website. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. So is it is it very successful? Like, cause let's say, cause I'm pretty sure mm. if you go to your competitor, like your uh, sorry, advertisers, mm. and you tell them say, oh, we have, we have this platform, and then they will probably ask you like, what's the difference? And like, they will probably ask you like, why would we choose you over YouTube, right? Cause yeah, the correct. number of people you can reach in YouTube is much mm. bigger. Correct. To, yeah. correct, correct. So I think it really depends on clients. Mm. It really, really depends on clients. Different clients have different KPIs. Mm. Um, we I think we've done well in terms of interactive video platforms. Mm. Uh, interactive video ads. Like those click ones, right? Yeah, yeah like can move and then like the thing you can customize the shape and everything. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen that on YouTube. Yeah, because yeah. it's not possible. The technology doesn't support this. But your my company can lah. Your has, company can. I mean your company. Can we can our video player supports this format? It's basically a different format of video ad serving. But do you know why YouTube don't do that? I don't really know why. Okay, so I know that they don't support a certain type. Okay, so there's different video formats. So if mm. the thing is flat, you're using one type. Interactive requires another format of video ads. So when I mean format, I don't mean like MP4 or those. It's mm. like uh another technical thing lah. There's back end. So I don't know why they don't do it, but um. They do have their own. The only time they use it is, I think, for brand lift studies. So, like, mm. they offer surveys for people to vote, like, oh, oh how yeah, much yeah, do you yeah. like the ad? Correct, yeah. Correct. So, I think that's where they use interactivity ad. But it's not very, very interactive because I just said anyhow click and then it's next. Correct, yeah. correct, correct, correct. But they use it, I think they use that format only for brand lift studies. They don't, mm. like, take it because there's no need for them to spend so much time and money, right? Yeah, correct. Like, I get the same amount of money just by putting the ad. Why I give you this ad a service? Yeah, lo. true. Yeah, so I think that's. And that's what I think lah. My personal mm. opinion is they don't need to do that because it's extra work. Mm. They don't make that much more money. Yeah. Like why do I need to do that? So I think that's the key difference between having scale or having niche customizations. I think that's where the differentiation is law. Mm. Yeah. I kind of want to know like how how do you get these people like this kind of stigma of like mm. like people see like your your <laughs> I don't want to say illegal videos but yeah I do watch some illegal movies on it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah how yeah. do you get that stigma out of people's mind? Like how do you yeah. Okay so um. Like how does your company like kind of push this message? Is okay, we're not doing that anymore. Yep. Mm. So remember I said we don't monetize UGC content and all that. Yeah. So that's when we try to get more and more publishers uh, legit people. So. Oh. Yeah. So with more of these brands, there's more credibility, right? Mm. So like this brand, they use our player. This brand, they use our player. Yeah. Then like the more you hear these names and people are like, oh, hey, yeah, actually this player is free. Then people also using, then might as well, right? Mm. Yeah. So what we go to advertisers is that we tell advertisers and say, we can target only this content. So your ad will only show on publishers, like legit publishers. They will not oh. show on illegal. It's a targeting thing lah. So that is possible where you exclude um illegal content. I think YouTube did it because YouTube now kind of like, kind of like remove any videos that are like illegal or like doesn't meet the requirements yeah. and stuff like that. They do lah. They do try. Try to clean it out. Yeah. Correct. I think they do yeah. try. We do have a brand safety team but mm. uh, I don't know what the company is doing long run. I don't know what's their final end goal but I know that they are st- 
to please advertisers, it can be done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to please advertisers, it can be done. Yeah. So, so you basically move from a uh, marketing coordinator to sales marketing. Mm. And after that, yeah, now you, you're shifting to another new role, is it? Mm. So it gets more and more technical, if I mm. will say that. So now I'm a advertising operations specialist. Advertising operations, okay. So instead of, so initially I was marketing the content. Yeah. Then I was selling the ads. Yeah. So now I'm setting up the ads. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I'm ensuring that the ads that client bring in, they hit a certain KPI. Mm. Uh, and they're delivering technically, like on the tech side, on the back end side, they can deliver, they can hit their KPIs, we can maximize. So for example, client be like, oh, I want to hit 6% click-through rate. Mm. Then what inventory, inventory is basically what video content, like video spaces. Mm. La, what inventory do we target to maximize this click rates? Yeah. And then if we are not like, again, because video advertising programmatic is a bit like a stock exchange. Mm. So which are the funnels that you are connected to? There's a diff- There are different ad exchanges where you can connect to so that whenever there's an advertiser that wants to bid for a certain ad, mm. they will get inventory. La. So it's like optimizing these funnels yeah. so that we shift the priority around to ensure that we get the biggest amount of revenue okay. from the inventory and the video assets that we have. So six, sorry, you're saying six percent, right? Six percent. Mm. Is that very? Is that a very like normal? Target? Six is very high. It's very high. <laughs> it's very high. It's a very high click through rate. Wow. If you get can get two to three, already very good already. Two to three is very good. Two to three percent. Mm. Click through rate lah. Means people actually click and go through that time. Correct. Yeah. So like wow. um, That's, it depends also. Yeah. Sorry. Then is. It, how how effective is this, is this kind of marketing? If it's only, it's only this high, it's only six percent. It's six percent very high, really. Mm. So I'm pretty sure there's other marketing ways or advertising routes that you can go and actually produce a higher turnover rate, right? So why why would people actually want to do like marketing on videos and stuff? Yeah. So the whole world is moving to videos now. Like yeah. let, let's look at TikTok. Like Google search is is it is it goes back to consumer behavior and what they're looking for, I guess. Mm. So, and it also goes back to what is the aim of the client. So, for example, we have a client that says, um, hey, uh, <laughs> I want my KPI to be click rates. So, click yeah. rate is something that we can control. But then they tell me things like, oh, um, I would like to have more converts. More converts. More. Meaning I want to have more people sign up. So oh. how am I supposed to ensure that your advertisement, somebody will sign up, right? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I'm doing, you You create the creative ready, the message, the words, the copy, everything is there already. Yeah. So like, how am I supposed to, yeah. right? So that's, that's when we will have to tell the clients, la, like, uh, conversion is beyond our control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what we can do is we can maximize our click rates mm. so that we increase the opportunities of people signing up. Oh. Okay. So initially the KPI was six. Yeah. Then we raised it to eight. So now we're hitting around eight percent, which is insane. Leh. Nobody click with eight percent one I help. <laughs> so like, I mean it's possible if you target the right things and yeah. if the volumes are not huge. Mm. So in this case, like um if you're looking for like two million views, yeah. all two million you want to have the full click rate, then obviously you need more volumes. Yeah, so yeah. again, it goes back to that law. So if we I would say it's a conversation between the client and understanding what the needs are. So that's when the sales team steps in to say, you want to increase your click rate, then you have to work on your creative. So why mm. not use our ad format? So um, my company, we don't only, we not only like allows you to use your, in, we don't just let you use your interactive format. Mm. We actually throw in the interactive format for you. So mm. we have an in-house creative studio yeah. that designs the format 
Oh, so you basically do everything for them, lah, and they kind of advertise it. Or like you do like the ads, and also the advertising, the targeting. Yes, advertising is part of it, lor. So mm. the but the creative itself is like if you have an existing video, yeah, like existing video that you got from some other platform, right? Oh, okay, okay. Then we edit for you. Mm. We add maybe like the car, or we add like different things around. So there's the value addedness, lor, yeah. which is something that YouTube doesn't do for you. Oh. whatever video that you have YouTube just sticks it they're not gonna add new things they're not gonna try and optimize anything for you mm. they're just it is what it is law. and again because they are black box right you cannot yeah. go and tell them hey hello excuse me why the rate so bad they'll be like this is just what we record you cannot challenge because even third party people like Nielsen yeah. um, they cannot they cannot track they have made their tech in such a way that it's not trackable by third party oh wow. yeah so that's Always why a lot of people hate yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people because they're just generating money. Lo. Just call it, but they have skill so who can blame them, right? Yeah, but people still do go to them. La. Yeah, I, mean, no. cannot, I mean, you can hate them, but <laughs> the thing is that they still have, the, they're still the monopoly and stuff. Yeah. Lo. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we kind of hit the one hour mark already, right? Are we done? I feel so bad. I feel like I can ask you a lot of questions. We can take this offline. Okay, okay. Or you want to continue there? I, I don't know. Leh. I mean, okay, la. I think I just, I think I can just cut it here, ba. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've got got a lot a lot of more information about marketing, <laughs> advertising, and and doing anything on KPI and stuff. I didn't know eight percent. I didn't know six percent was so high. It's very high. Six percent. Like I tell you, two to three, right? Will be like, wow, very good. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honestly thought. I honestly, uh, mm. thought that the click through rate will be much much higher. Like, cause like mm. you see, considering we're more moving towards video and stuff, right? And then people are putting more money into putting ads onto this kind of video. So I kind of, they kind of have this expectation to have like a higher conversion. Yeah. yeah. That's the client's perspective law, but you come from a consumer's perspective. If I watch 8,001 videos already, I just yeah. want to finish the video and watch my, finish the ad and watch my video. Mm. So I think a lot of clients, they expect whatever money that they put in yeah. to directly reap the results of it in sales. But mm. they forget that in between, there's a lot of steps. Yeah. And just because I click on it doesn't mean I'll buy it also. Mm. So it's a very, yeah, which is like, there's a lot of things to do with the tech. Right? So now there's tech called, there's tech like UTM text where you can track mm. the consumer purchase pattern, like from all the way they click to all the way they purchase. How long did they take? What was the route? Oh, you can actually see that. If you have UTM trackers, lo. Oh, yeah. UTM tracker is like those Google tracker thing, right? What URL. At the M, you have a UTM yeah, 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 equals yeah, yeah, yeah. something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. We hate that kind. We hate that kind because then the clients will ask us, hey, they got tracked this, they got like, we track all the everything. Uh. Then they can even track for things like, so there's this thing called frequency cap. Huh. So they'll tell us like, uh, this ad, I only want it to show three times in the whole month. You cannot mm. exit that. Then we like, Okay, then you have cookie matching and all that. So how I know I have the skill to hit this requirement? Yeah. yeah, that's why we hate it. Because the moment they have trackers, we need to be very transparent. Which I think is... Oh, yeah, let's ask one last thing on here. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is good, right? Because you're mm. trying to differentiate yourself on YouTube, right? You're trying to be Correct very transparent or. and stuff. Correct. But then what we lack now is people expect the performance of YouTube with us. Like, bro, mm. we don't have skill, right? So naturally, you need to lower your expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. Lo. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for coming to this podcast. Wow, the tone change. <laughs> I feel like it's so fast. Eh? I don't know, this episode feels so fast. <laughs> yeah, this okay. episode was very fast. Yeah, to me, la, it was very fast. Okay. Yeah. Normally we do like one hour, one half hours and stuff. Yeah. It's okay. We can always do a part two. Right? Everyone always say. Oh, part two. Uh. I know, everyone always end with part two. Yeah, right? I always say that. <laughs> this is part two. Uh. Season two. La. You finish, you finish yeah. like 15 people, season then you two. do season two. Okay, okay. Over, over time. <laughs> I mean, what do? No, no, no.
No, it's Zhishen, Zhishen. Zhishen, Zhishen. Yeah, yeah, Zhishen did two times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you, see you later. In over, over time. <laughs> Can I, Lydia, come over? <laughs> I think very hot at eh, the chair. Wait, okay, hot, wait. Uh. Should we end it like nicely so you have a nice place to cut? Uh, thank uh, you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.